you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. In this podcast, we're going to talk about supposed prophet Julie Green's long string of failed prophecies over the past few months, Michael Flynn's weird love for Russia and the underlying motives behind it, Mike Lindell's failed campaign to become an extremely influential figure in the Republican Party. He tried to become RNC chair and failed miserably. Now he thinks he holds some kind of bargaining chip. Sitting members of Congress literally praying over Christian nationalists and giving a weird little salute that's all too familiar. They know Nancy can't handle the presidency. No. They know she's a drunk. But they know she is dying. Her days are coming to an end, and she will not last until the 2020 midterm elections. Uh-oh. This is Prophet of God, Julie Green, prophesying that Nancy Pelosi would die before the 2022 midterm elections. Obviously, that fell flat hilariously, but somehow she's still respected in the evangelical movement. Dead serious. Because she's not a nobody. She was Doug Mastriano's campaign prophet during the 2022 like Pennsylvania governor elections or whatever. Mastriano had a pretty good shot. He got up to, I think, 40% of the vote or something. That's not nothing, okay? And she was his campaign prophet. She's extremely influential and well-known in the evangelical movement or community. Very integral part of the evangelical voting bloc in the Republican Party. So that's why we got to talk about all of her failed prophecies over the past couple of years, particularly over the past few months. She's made so many. That is a perfect example of a failed prophecy right there. She claimed Nancy Pelosi was going to die before the midterm elections took place. She didn't. Now, her husband, Paul, was attacked and survived. That's not a fulfilled prophecy. It's like if I sit here and tell God to strike me down with lightning right here and right now if he's real. And here I sit, no lightning outside, no thunderstorms, none of that. But even if there were a thunderstorm that started outside, that's not what I said. I didn't say, if you're real, start a thunderstorm. I said, if you're real, strike me dead with lightning right now. She didn't say, Paul Pelosi is going to be attacked by one of the people that listens to my channel. She said, God is going to strike Nancy Pelosi down before the elections take place. And that failed unequivocally. I just want to make a, a clear point about how much of a false prophet this person really is, okay? Listen to this clip in context. Let's listen to the whole thing and see if she made any other predictions here. Mid-August 2022 is when that came out. They know Nancy can't handle the presidency. No. They know she's a drunk. But they know she is dying. Like, I don't even know that she's a drunk. Is she a drunk? Does she drink alcohol at all? I don't know how she would know that. I don't even know that. And they helped with that. And who is they? They are now disposing of anyone they feel is no longer useful to them. She fell the puppet masters with her two impeachments. That didn't work. Oh, they is the puppet masters. I see. Okay. 
So who would that be in old Julie Green's mind? Is that like the Jews or who? I don't know. No, no assignment in anything they gave her against Trump. It didn't work. So now she is seen as a failure. Her days are coming to an end and she will not last until the 2020 midterm elections. That's pretty on point. It doesn't get much clearer than that, right? The claim is that Nancy Pelosi failed the puppet masters, whoever the hell that is, and they're so upset with her that they're going to strike her down, I guess. And it didn't work. It didn't happen. If these all-powerful elites really are that powerful, they should be able to orchestrate something like this. But remember, this is a prophecy from God. You notice how she's speaking kind of weird, right? She's no longer useful to them. She's speaking that way because she's reading off of a card, uh, reading a script. God gave her this script to read because it's prophecy from God Almighty. Seriously. She'll be visited by the angel of death for her crimes against my nation. And the blood is dripping from her hands. She loves to drink the little children's blood. Okay, just saying that about somebody is fucking psychotic. I'm sorry. What is wrong with you? That That's on your mind 24-7 that people are doing that. That's just weird. And I feel like it reveals something about you and your beliefs and feelings and ideas. That you, you would come up with something like that. This is a QAnon belief system that she's espousing right now. The claim that, you know, Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin and Anthony Weiner and a bunch of other Democratic Congress members or even presidents or whoever else are like drinking blood and, you know, kidnapping kids and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Absolutely zero evidence for it. None. Not one shred. But they claim that they heard this from God himself. That's all the evidence they need, I guess. By drinking this blood, they believe they will receive a longer life. Just completely made up. That does not contribute to a longer life. Drinking blood is really bad for you. You should not do that. Yes, a true witch. She really is. She was part of sacrificing the children to Baal. She loved murdering for him. Well, now she will pay the ultimate price with her life. And her life is, not, is now over. For the facts against you... And the baby she killed, along with giving money from her bills to help with trafficking the children. And, of course, to finance Epstein Island and that lifestyle. Just so much, dude. So much here. Like, where do I even start? Every last bit of this is just QAnon nonsense. All of it. It is all complete garbage. And she claims to be getting this from God. Like, what was that about Baal? Sacrificing to Baal? Like, I don't know if you guys are aware of the history of Baal and, and all of that stuff, but, you know, thousands of years ago during the writing of, you know, or during the time period that was supposedly taking place in the Old Testament, like Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the first five books of the Bible, during that whole thing, Jews lived in an area with another group of people called the Canaanites. It was just like a separate group of people who lived nearby and kind of had their own beliefs about God, their own theology, their own lives and culture and everything else. And they're just doing their thing, 
But the Jews at the time in the Bible, I mean, the, the biblical Jews, they seem to have some weird problem with the Canaanites and it kind of like declared war on them, right? Well, as it turns out, the Canaanites within their theology had a really interesting set of gods that they worshipped called a pantheon. Listen to some of the names. Let me toss them out there for you. Some of the Canaanite gods that the Canaanites worshipped were Baal, Marduk, Yahweh. El was the god who created all of the others. He was like the most high upest of gods. And collectively, the other gods that El created were known as the Elohim. Any of this sounding familiar? So when she talks about, you know, sacrificing to Baal and all this other garbage, she's just calling back to old Canaanite theology. It's really fascinating to hear people talk about this. So anyways, she has, uh, you know, a long string of failed prophecies that I wanted to review. Check this one out. Mid-August 2022, she had more to say about other political figures. And remember, as you listen, this isn't Julie Green talking. It's God in her mind. She believes God gave her this message to deliver to you. Give it a listen. Adam Schiff, how shifty you are. A weasel, a rat. You stole this nation out and formulated plans to throw out my son. Okay, first of all, who is... If this is supposed to be God, right? Who is his son? I thought his son was Jesus. And second, what did Adam Schiff do? Why does she hate Adam Schiff so much? About my son from his rightful position as president. She's talking about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is God's son. Now, yeah, I guess we're all God's children or whatever, but I don't really feel like she phrased it like that. Is it just me? It feels like she was kind of phrasing it like Trump was just a little bit higher up than everybody else. You thought you were so clever and couldn't be caught. Well, I will shine my spotlight on you and all will see the proof of your disgusting acts against my son, the true president, and also your part in selling my nation to China for your protection. Hey, fantastic. That's great. So he's going to be exposed, right? When's that going to happen again? Any minute, right? So this clip, as of the time that this video comes out, this clip is at least eight months old, okay? We're coming up on a year now, and still no supposed evidence of any of this garbage that she's making up right off the top of her head. See, this is how she does this little trick. This is a trick that's been done by fortune tellers and psychics and charlatans of all sorts through the ages. She starts with a general claim that could apply to anybody over anything. And then she tries to get a little bit more specific with it. And as she gets more specific, hopefully she'll get some hits. I mean, you can see the, the cold reading technique take place on crowds. All, it's all over YouTube. You know, you'll, you'll be standing up there, pretend to hear from the void, from ghosts or something. The ghost is telling me that there's somebody with the name J in the room. Someone has the, the letter J in their name. J or H, if they don't get a response, they'll add another letter. J or H could be you, could be a family member. You know, they're broadening it out, making it apply to more stuff. Could be you, could be a family member, a grandfather, grandmother, until somebody in the room inevitably raises their hand and says, hey, yeah, that's me. That's basically what Julie Green does. She 
tosses out all of this stuff scattershot. When she misses, she ignores it, pretends it never happened. She broadens it or she narrows it down to get as specific or as ambiguous as she needs to get to convince the people listening that she's a real prophet. This is the oldest charlatan's trick in the book, and she has suckered hundreds of thousands of people into believing her. Like, do you have any idea how much smaller Rumble is compared to YouTube? Like, dramatically smaller. I mean, Rumble has somewhere in the range of, I, I don't know, 50 million active users. I'm assuming, I'm guessing. That's just a shot in the dark. YouTube has like 1.5 billion active users. Like, a lot of people. Okay, I have 350 or so thousand subscribers. She has like 100,000 subscribers on Rumble. To have reached such a high number on a platform that doesn't have anywhere near the audience that YouTube does is deeply impressive and disturbing simultaneously. Okay, so she's got 172,000 followers on Rumble. 172,000. That is absurd. And she is spreading these ridiculous ideas to her entire audience who believe it. Action. Just like the United States was to sink like the Titanic, you are supposed to be set for life because of the part you played. Yes, China is selling you out, and I will show the world who you are. You too will be tried for treason. You will also pay with your life. Nothing can save you now. Any second, right? We're still waiting. I mean, I'm willing to believe it if Adam Schiff gets arrested and charged for treason and Hillary Clinton goes to jail and Pelosi gets, you know, arrested or, or killed or whatever it was she claimed. She was supposed to be killed. Whatever. Yeah. Show me the evidence. That's all I need. You know, I feel like after thousands and thousands of false reports of like satanic rituals and stuff like that in daycares after thousands of false reports of that i'm gonna need a little evidence I mean, this is the person her and others these people were running the satanic panic they were encouraging it they were inspiring all of the nonsense that came out of it i need a little evidence since you have failed to prove your point over and over and over again Adam Schiff, for your shifty deals have cost you your life, and nothing can change your future. Any minute now, right? Chuck Schumer, your story is similar to that of Nancy, Adam, Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, and Obama. You are all the same, evil to your core, and you sold your souls to China and to the devil himself. You will pay with your lives, but not before your judgments, and you will lose everything you hold dear to you. You have received your indictments, and you know your days are numbered here on this earth. None of you will enjoy your last days. Who is that, Chuck Schumer? I mean, I could sit here and write down every claim that she makes. I mean, she just made one very specific. You will not enjoy your last days on this earth. I mean, how old are these people? These guys have got to be in their 70s or 80s, right? They don't have that long. We don't have to wait that long to see if this prophecy failed. But don't worry. There are some blatantly, obviously false prophecies that we're going to hit in just a second. Keep listening. My mighty army comes for you to remove you from your places of power and where you sleep. These are the days of Haman. 
You wanted death for my nation and my children, but instead you will reap your harvest, though not before you see your nightmares come to pass. My son will return and will be put back in his... My son is Trump, not Jesus. I know it's easy to confuse the two when she phrases it that way. She's talking about her son, Donald Trump. Yeah, the guy that they built a golden statue out of, you know, that one. This right here, this golden idol or statue, if you will, of Donald Trump, that's the one she's talking about, not, uh, not Jesus. In his rightful seat, you will all pay with your lives and your plans will not succeed. I, the great I am, am passing judgment and it is time for you to reap all what you have sown in one time, all at one time. Absolutely unhinged from reality, dude. Unhinged from reality for real. Doesn't stop there. We got more. Listen to this one. September 21st, 2022. So this is just like a month later, a month after the previous ones. She keeps going. Uh, for the record, this is only two to three months before the midterm elections actually took place. So she claimed that Pelosi was going to kick it within a three-month time period. Of course, she didn't. But okay, let's listen to what she had to say here. Another Clinton secret and scandals are about to be exposed and it will explode in the airwaves. A whistleblower is coming and this will not be held back. See, uh, this is another method that she does. This is what I was talking about. She throws out buzzwords that people can connect in any way that they want. She doesn't get specific, but it sounds like she's getting specific. She'll say uh, three words. Airwaves, whistleblower, uh, will not be held back. She'll say those three things, those three terms, and people can connect them in any way they want. Now they, they read, you know, 50,000 news stories throughout the week, and they can find a connection between those news stories and the words that she threw out. Whistleblower is coming, and this will not be held back. Suppressed or ignored. I told you, my children, that nowadays Ahab and Jezebel will go down just like the ones in my word. The nowadays Ahab and Jezebel will go down just like the ones in my word. Who does this apply to? Who's she talking about? She doesn't specify. This could be literally anybody. She's just throwing words out here and being just specific enough to make it seem as though she told a, a, an accurate, true prophecy, but not specific enough to be crucified if she gets it wrong. In my word, justice is being served and you will see them receive it on center stage. You will see Bill Clinton die. Oh boy, that one's pretty specific. Because the angel of death will soon pass by. I mean, how old is Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton is 76 years old. The dude is going to die sometime between now and 2035, probably, right? Or hell, I, he can't have longer than 2045, seems to me. And she's going to use that as, a, you know, evidence that she accurately prophesied something. That is her MO. That's how she operates. It's ridiculous that people don't see through this. Okay, so let me give you a little context for the time period for this next one. This is late October 2022, and this came out, okay? That, so we were like two weeks away from the election or something like that. We were really close, maybe even a week away from the midterms. And at the time, we had Herschel Walker running against Raphael Warnock for the Senate seat in Georgia. 
And it was close. Oh, my God, was it close. It ended up, in the end, Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock both got under 50%. And when that happens, you have to go to a runoff election. So there was a second election with just those two candidates. And Raphael Warnock won. The Democrat won that election. Herschel Walker lost that election, okay? Now you have that cultural context. Listen to what she had to say about that election. My children, many warnings I have given to you, but there is coming a day that it will be too late. So listen to these words and listen to my prophets. And dare to believe me more than your enemies. Oh, she's been crying apparently. More than religion. More than the news stations. Believe Julie Green more than religion, news stations, or whatever other thing she just named. More than the governments. Governments. More than your doctors. More than your bank accounts. Dare to believe me more than what you see and what you hear. I wonder if she's saying this stuff because she's getting criticized for being wrong about stuff. I have to wonder if that's what it is. Herschel Walker will be in the news and victory will be with his name. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, wow, yeah, that, that one kind of sucks. I guess you dropped the ball on that prophecy there, didn't you, Julie? I, I mean, that's a failed prophecy, right? Now, it, correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm no Bible scholar, but I think the Bible had a very specific prescription for what happens when somebody fails a prophecy, right? I'm not saying I want this to happen at all. I don't. I, I don't want anybody to like get hurt or anything or whatever else. I don't care if the Bible says it. I do, however, at the very least, want her to hang her head in shame and give up her ministry. I Dude, I've looked this verse up so many times. By now, I have it memorized. Deuteronomy 18.20. Let's just pull up Deuteronomy 18 and take a look at this. Okay, this is uh, Deuteronomy 18.18. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods is to be put to death. Again, I don't want that. That's wrong. That is evil and disgusting. But she should at the very least give up her pastorship or whatever, her ministry, right? This is actually my favorite verse right here, this next one, because it is one of the things that gave me comfort leaving Jehovah's Witnesses behind, realizing that they were false prophets freed me in large part from the fear that, that they spent the past 18 years programming in. This is verse 21. You may say to yourselves, how can we know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously, so do not be alarmed. Doesn't get much clearer than that, right? She lied. She blatantly bald-faced lied to your face, claimed to hear the voice of God, and she did not. She should, at the very least, give up her ministry. And, and she sits here and tells you, dare to believe me over your own religion. Dare to believe me over your own bank account. Give me a break. You lied. 
Herschel Walker will be in the news and victory will be with his name. Why, why the gigantic long pause? Jesus, dude, that was so long. Civil unrest is about to occur. It will look like, oh, United States. So she's saying there, there's going to be peaceful protesting, I assume, is what she's saying after the midterm elections. I don't remember any big peaceful protests or any protests at all, honestly, immediately after the elections. Am I forgetting something? Did something big happen? I mean, she's absolutely for sure just blatantly lying to your face right now. So she had no insight into this, obviously. God is not speaking to her. I feel I've proven that point adequately. I'm just not, you know, is this another example? I think it is, right, of her just blatantly lying to your face. Your enemies will see their defeat in all the states they tried so desperately to steal. Oh, yeah. So Republicans performed so badly in these midterm elections in 2022. I think they lost a Senate seat, maybe even uh, two. I don't remember now. And they just barely picked up a couple of House seats. And really, part a large part of the reason they even picked up House seats in the first place is because of gerrymandering and some other things. They should have cleared the entire playing field, honestly. They should have taken practically everything because that's usually how it works in these types of political situations that we were in at that time in history. And they failed miserably. Deal. And they lost anyway. They will try other ways to stop the lame duck. Okay, well, I don't know why she said duck that way, but it's deeply cringy and annoying. Lame duck. But that lame duck is being removed by me. I don't know what she means. Well, that brings us to a brand new clip from her, actually, reasonably new. Early February 2023. This is a brand new prophecy she's laying down for us. Listen to this. You're about to see many people in leadership step away. You will see them step down. You will see them completely walk away. You will see them resign. And you will see many die. This is actually a QAnon claim. Another. She gave us a bunch of QAnon claims at the beginning with Nancy Pelosi and Blood of Children and blah, blah, blah. This is yet another QAnon claim. The idea that a, a storm is coming where bad guys will be arrested and all the bad congressmen are going to be kicked out of office and all this other garbage. They've been waiting for the storm, quote unquote, for years and years and years. And actually, in reality, in QAnon circles, January 6th was supposed to be the storm. The plan was to take control of the government and arrest all of the evildoers at that time. And it failed. These are the days of great judgment, a judgment the earth has never seen. I made sure that I destroyed their gods before their face. But now you will see me judge. Now you will see judgments be poured out like never before. Fantastic. Let's see it. Any five minutes now, right? You will see things in front of your face you never thought you would see. You will see many be hauled out of places in government buildings. You will see them be handcuffed, walked out. You will see them being marched out because I will make sure the world sees them fall. 
Uh, yeah, this is all part of the Texas sharpshooter fallacy is what it's called. You throw out as much stuff as you possibly can, and you zero in on the hits and ignore the misses. She threw out a ton of prophecies that we just listened to over the past six months to a year, and most of which failed miserably. And every now and then, she gets something right by chance. I don't think I played anything that she got correct here. Honestly, I've been following this woman for a while, and I can't think of a single thing that she's gotten correct so far. But that's the idea behind the movement. Zero in on the hits, ignore the misses. Well, here's an example of a miss, another miss, that she felt obligated to respond to. Listen to this one. November 17th, 2022. This is after the midterm election, after she realized she failed. Her prophecies were lies, and she has to come out and admit that now. They're saying we win and we're taking your nation. Do you actually believe them? Do you believe that I have allowed them to steal your nation? So she's channeling God here, I guess. God is speaking through her lips, okay? Do you believe that I'm actually allowing them to steal another election? But I have told you, my children, I don't need an election to save your nation. Why would God allow anybody to steal any election at all in the first place? Isn't his will that Trump be like the president or whatever in these people's minds why wouldn't he just install him why even have an election and if he allowed an election to take place why allow it to fail like this i just it makes no sense at all none i don't need another election to bring back my david i don't need another election to bring back revival and my glory and so my children don't you see that you have the victory you did not lose that day, no matter what your enemies say. Okay, so just deny reality, I guess. All right, that works. I gave you the victory. You have it. It is yours. So it's time for you to believe this day, which report. Why are so many of my children defeated? Why are so many believing of the defeat? I... <laughs> She's trying desperately to condition her audience to reject reality, to intentionally live in a different, separate reality. Why are so many of my children, once again, I'm asking you, think, why do you think that I am letting your enemies have their way? Wait, I thought the enemies weren't having their way. I thought that people were supposed to believe that they won the election. Which is it? Did they win the election and he wants them to think they had their way, or did they actually lose? It can only be won, right? I am not. That is not what is going on. I have told you, my children, do not go by appearances because appearances will lie to you. Again, not a nobody. 172,000 subbies on this bad boy. 172,000, okay? Within the MAGA movement, these are all MAGA people. Within the MAGA movement, she is gigantic. Campaign profit for Doug Mastriano. Seriously. And if that's not enough for you, she actually shared a stage at the Reawaken America tour with Greg Locke, with comedian Jim Brewer, with Mike Lindell. Let's see. There were a bunch. Clay Clark, Liz Crokin, a ton of people. She shared a stage with a ton of people. 
Listen to what she had to say here, late January 2023 at Reawaken America. And I promise you that what I'm about to do for you, saith the Lord, is so much better. It is so much greater because I'm not just saving this nation. I am saving the nations of this world. But I am starting with my light. This country is the light and the beacon in this world. And it will shine. Okay, that was t- completely meaningless. Is it just me or was that totally 100% vapid and empty of all meaning? Just listen to like the last sentence. But I am starting with my light. This country is the light and the beacon in this world. And it will shine. I don't know what any of that means. It sounds like garbage to me. Anyway, let me know what you think about this. I am just endlessly fascinated that she continues to have an audience in the first place after so many failed prophecies. Tell me what you think in the comments. Aspie Atheist, I still can't get over the fact that she was a campaign prophet. That's weird. What do you do for a living? I'm a campaign prophet. Oh, absolutely. So basically, as a campaign prophet, she would give him guidance from God. She was kind of like a spiritual advisor, except she would give him like insight into the future. Like she would tell the future for him, fortune telling, divination, and that kind of thing. Crazy, man. Next, we're going to talk about Michael Flynn's weird love for Russia and the underlying motives behind it. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered Channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. So if we are going to have one nation under God, which we must, we have to have one religion, one, one, one nation under God and one religion under God, right? This is Michael Flynn. If you're unfamiliar, he was previously a U.S. general who ingratiated himself with QAnon to a disturbing degree. Flynn was actually charged and sentenced, pled guilty to lying to the FBI about a conver- about having a conversation with the Russian ambassador. So let me tell you exactly what happened with Michael Flynn, okay? Michael Flynn was Obama's Secretary of Defense, I think, originally, back in 2014, right? 2014, Russia invaded Crimea, part of Ukraine, and they took it. Well, Obama puts sanctions on Russia over that, and weirdly, Russia didn't react didn't say a thing, didn't do a thing. You know Russia, they cry like babies over there when something doesn't go their way. Putin, particularly, cries like a baby. Screams and whines and says he's going to nuke New York City and all that other garbage. He's been doing that for years. So Obama gets to wondering, huh, weird. Why did Putin just accept the sanctions? That's super odd. Come to find out his, I think, Secretary of Defense, is that who Flynn was? Flynn was promoted to lieutenant general and assigned as assistant director of national intelligence in the office of the director of national intelligence. In 2012, Obama nominated Flynn to be the 18th director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. So he was about as high up as you get without being a full-blown cabinet member, basically, is where Michael Flynn was. As it turns out, Michael Flynn was accused of, charged for, 
pled guilty to and sentenced for telling Russia, don't worry about it. I've been working with Donald Trump. When he wins the election, he will lift the sanctions, undermining the authority of the president of the United States. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Russia waited, didn't say or do anything. And then Trump won the election and lifted the sanctions. He lied to people. He subverted the authority of the U.S. government and fed secret information to an adversary nation. He is a traitor to the United States. In my opinion, not a legal analysis because legally it's really hard to meet this burden. But colloquially, in my opinion, I feel that Michael Flynn is a traitor to the United States. He is a treasonous scumbag and should be in prison for the rest of his life for what he did. So anyways, after getting charged and sentenced, he gets pardoned by Donald Trump. Of course, right? Who would expect any differently? Donald Trump pardons him. After Trump pardons Michael Flynn, he did everything he could to connect himself to the QAnon movement, to ingratiate himself, to build bridges with QAnon. And he succeeded gloriously. So here's where it gets interesting. There's this weird connection between the far right, particularly QAnon and other far right circles, and Russia. 2022 rolls around, early or mid January to early February, Russia invades Ukraine. Full on war ensues, right? The world condemns it broadly. Basically, everybody condemns what Russia did to Ukraine. Completely unprovoked war. They're just chilling, doing their thing. And Russia busts the door down and starts, you know, making a mess out of everything. Nobody supported Russia doing this. Nobody. Except a few very select, specific people. They were spreading conspiracy theories that had absolutely no value to anybody except for Russia. This is Delora O'Brien on screen. She's a QAnoner. Early March, so everybody was very opposed to Russia's actions still at this moment. But about two months after the Ukraine war started, conspiracy theories start leaking out of QAnon. Listen to what Delora O'Brien had to say about Russia and the Ukraine war. Early March 2022. I'm on God's side. God's side is the side of truth. It just so happens that right now, our President Trump is on the side of God. No. Also, believe it or not, so is Putin. No. Why is she... She's American. Why is she so, like, interested in boosting Vladimir Putin's reputation and ego and talking so highly about him immediately after he started a war, a senseless, meaningless, unprovoked war with a neighboring country. Listen to the conspiracy theory that she spins up here. Right before I came on here, this is what was sent to me. Tell us, Delora. A Russian soldier. I even have his name and I, I can't give it. I'm sorry. I can't. Just research it. I'm sure it'll start coming out. It never did. 
God, there's some kind of a narration thing that I should throw up, and it never did. Something like that. Um, searching for bioweapons. There was a him and a, a, a few of his uh, the other soldiers. Complete garbage. Russia was not searching for bioweapons. They were never searching for bioweapons. They were starting an unprovoked war for land, blood, and soil. I mean, Vladimir Putin wrote this whole article back in, I think, the 90s about how Ukraine, or the USSR splitting up and Ukraine turning into its own country was like the biggest mistake of the 20th century. Now, if you remember, there were plenty of mistakes made in the 20th century. Germany's mistakes in the 1940s come to mind, but okay, I guess Ukraine becoming its own country is an option, not the one I would choose. Keep listening. Uh, the other soldiers, uh, uh, searching for bioweapons in central Ukraine, stumbled upon a child trafficking den. Completely made up. All of it. It's entirely made up. The reason I show you this is to make a very specific point. Russia, in my opinion, is using the far right broadly, but QAnon more specifically, as an outlet for their conspiracy theories. Why would an American, what interest would an American have in spreading this type of conspiracy theory? What value does it have to spread these blatant lies to the people around you? Now, I don't think that Delora O'Brien is knowingly and intentionally spreading propaganda for Putin. I think she probably really believes this stuff, but she's spreading it nonetheless. And I believe that this is coming straight from Putin. I think that the far right and QAnon are just outlets for Vladimir Putin, for Russian propaganda, nothing more. If that doesn't disturb the hell out of you, let me show you something else. On the right here is Rachel Ham. She was running for Secretary of State of California, and she was a legitimate candidate. She was making the rounds on a lot of evangelical TV shows and podcasts and all kinds of stuff. She, I don't think she came close to winning points-wise, but she made a splash in the, the whole thing. It was a big deal. And we were, I mean, I covered her. I watched her closely. The whole race to make sure that she wasn't winning because that would have been a, an absolute disaster. She went on to Laura O'Brien to talk to her about various different things unrelated to Putin or whatever. But listen to this. This is uh, late October 2021. Do you remember when uh, uh, Obama was president? And for those years, we were having a hard time saying Merry Christmas. No, that never happened. That is a fabrication. Nobody ever had problem saying Merry Christmas, okay? Literally nobody had a problem with this. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> How things have changed. Yeah. So much and that's that's a lot due to President Trump. Yes. Obviously, yes. And I think even his absence is important too because the Lord Absolutely. is working powerfully Absolutely. in the absence. So it's like they fabricate a fake problem and then when it's time they just say oh it's not happening look at that i solved it they're pretending that there is an issue that doesn't actually exist and when when it's time for them to win credit they say look i solved it. it's just insane dude but my point behind showing you this 
is to point out the fact that Russia's influence through QAnon and the far right generally reaches its tendrils all the way into Republican political candidates for office. Secretary of State of California is what she's running for. Now, like I said, most of these people, in my opinion, aren't doing it intentionally. But Michael Flynn, it's pretty obvious to me that Michael Flynn sold his country out for a dollar. Pretty obvious to me that he is a traitor to the U.S. government. Late January 2023, just get an idea of the types of things Michael Flynn, one of the leaders on the far right, is going around saying on talk shows right now, on Steve Bannon's show. How should that inform the nation on the decisions we're making in Ukraine right now? And so first of all, our military is, is, their mission is to fight and win our nation's wars. And we have forgotten how to win, Steve. We participate in many wars for, for decades now, and we have forgotten how to win. The hell is he talking about? The U.S. military is, in my opinion, the strongest military in the world. Doesn't the U.S. spend more money than, like, the next, like, 17 countries combined or something like that on its military? Like, oh, my God. The U.S. doesn't know how to win wars? What is this guy getting out of making fun of the military that he once served? It's honestly mind-blowing to me that he can sit here and say this stuff. Check this one out. Late December 2022. I just want to give you a, a, a clear view of Michael Flynn's interests and goals and the things that he has to talk about, the mind viruses that he wants to spread to the people around him. And they will drag us in further and further into war. They will use words like nuclear, which are really dangerous words to use, and they will use them and they will blame it on Russia. And believe me, the Russian people have no desire to go to a nuclear war. They don't have any desire to stay in Ukraine much longer. Mm, I bet. Well, if anybody would know, it would be Michael Flynn, right? I am 99.9% .9 sure. I, he's definitely a Russian asset, without a shadow of a doubt. How much of an asset is he? I don't know. Do they feed him information? Probably not. I don't know. But they're going to stay there, and they're going to meet their what, what has been described as limited objectives, and they're not going to drag themselves into a more... So we're making this this guy Zelensky because he we allow him to come in there. There's just such ridiculousness, uh, particularly by the Democratic Party cheering him on as though he's you know he's, the guy was dressed in a workout you know suit addressing the United States Congress. Right. So Zelensky, Flynn has made it like his his pet project to shred Zelensky at any opportunity. Why? Got me. What's Flynn got against Zelensky? No clue. Couldn't even guess. It's kind of a weird thing to obsess about, right? Is it weird for this guy to constantly talk about how much he hates Zelensky? This is the first mention, but trust me, I have like five more minutes worth of clips here of him talking shit about Zelensky. He does not like Zelensky. Now, as far as the war, the, the you know, funding Ukraine, funding the Ukraine war or whatever on the Ukraine side... Is that worth our time and money? The answer is absolutely and unequivocally yes. Oh my God. We couldn't possibly be spending our money better, honestly, than to spend it on the Ukraine war right now. Let me explain why. First of all, all of the aid that we send to Ukraine 
isn't in cash. Not even half of it is in cash, to my knowledge. Most of the aid that we are sending to Ukraine is in weapons and supplies, helmets, blankets, guns, you know, uh, uh, things like that. Just supplies of various sorts, uh, MREs and things. The U.S. government has to recycle that stuff about every five years or so because of technological upgrades, expiration dates, things like that. We were coming up to a period where a lot of the supplies that we have right now were going to have to be recycled anyways. So we're sending a lot of that stuff over, which is allowing us to rebuild our own military with newer, better weapons and supplies of various sorts. In the process, it's boosting the hell out of our economy by spending it on manufacturing and things like that. So that's the first major benefit to helping Ukraine by giving them supplies and weapons and things like that. The second major benefit is the fact that we've now discovered that Russia has a completely hollowed out military. Their military sucks. They were supposed to be the third strongest military in the world behind the U.S. and China. We've come to find that they can't even take on a neighboring country that's like half their size or something. It has exposed the weakness, corruption, and flaws in the Russian military. They are no longer feared. They're no longer considered dominant. And the third major benefit to funding Ukraine is we got to discover all that without losing a single American life. We aren't the ones over there doing the fighting right now. It's somebody else. Now, I, I, it sucks that Ukraine has to fight this. I wish they didn't. But Russia brought this on themselves. And now we get to sit here and watch them pay the price for it. Russia also completely destroyed their own economy. In the process of put, pouring absolutely everything they had into their war machine, they have received, to my knowledge, more sanctions than any country ever, right? Aren't they more sanctioned than Iran now or something? Or than Iran, I'm sorry, I keep mispronouncing it. Aren't they more sanctioned than Iran is now? I, I don't remember what the latest updates are on it. But they stockpiled a bunch of foreign currencies in preparation for this, and they're just burning that up right now. This couldn't possibly be a better decision to spend money funding Ukraine. This is the best place to, to send money right now. It's stimulative, it allows us to rebuild our military, and it exposes massive weaknesses in the Russian war machine. So let's just step back a few seconds and listen to what he had to say here one more time. ...by the Democratic Party cheering him on as though he's, you know, the guy was dressed in a workout, you know, suit, addressing the United States Congress. Yeah, Zelensky addressed U.S. Congress in a workout outfit. Not a workout outfit. It was the outfit he wears under his war uniform, like under his, you know, flak jacket and his helmet and stuff. The idea is he is in a state of war and he was trying to express that. I, that's perfectly fine. I have no problem with that at all. Honorable, honestly. You know that Winston Churchill addressed U.S. Congress in a 
what do you call it? like a raid suit? Is that what they call it? An air raid suit? Back in the day, they used to have these air raid sirens. In fact, I think most countries have air raid sirens. The uh, New York City has air raid sirens. But the idea is there are planes or missiles or whatever flying over top, preparing to drop bombs, and the air raid siren is basically telling you to turn all of your lights off so that the bombers don't have a target to hit. They can't see anything lit up. This, this is a big thing back in World War II. So if you hear the air raid siren, instead of messing around with getting dressed in the middle of the night or getting out of your pajamas and into your regular clothing or whatever, you just slip a standard kind of overall outfit on called an air raid suit. And you got your pajamas or your whatever's on. It doesn't even matter. You can just throw the air raid suit on, run to the bunker, and get safe. Winston Churchill, leader of the United, uh, leader of the UK during World War II, addressed Congress in an air raid suit. People do that sometimes. There's really nothing bad or wrong or weird about it. Flynn is just looking for any reason to hate Zelensky. Wonder why? Wonder why? addressing the United States Congress. And so the things that he said, the direction that uh, that he is taking the United States of America is into a place where we do not want to be. We do not want to be tied up any, any longer in this mess in uh, Eastern Europe. Dude, this couldn't possibly be a better situation for the United States. A historic adversary is getting wrecked and we don't have to lose a single American life for this. This is like the perfect situation right now. This is a mess that that were that was created by people like Zelensky. It's no, it was created by Russia. Russia could end this mess right now if he exited. Why is Flynn repeating Russian propaganda? U.S. general, what's what's the goal here? Why is he doing this? Why is Delora O'Brien repeating Russian propaganda? Where did they get this? These people are outlets for the far right, for Russia. Place where we do not want to be. We do not want to be tied up any, any longer in this mess in uh, Eastern Europe. This is a mess that, that, were, that was created by people like Zelensky. It's created by people in our own State Department. It's, it was created pri prior to the, uh, to the Trump administration in 2014. Uh, the time frame when they when the uh, Russians first went in there. Yeah. What Michael Flynn is referring to is the time period where Putin invaded Crimea in Ukraine, took a section of Ukraine away. And Flynn told Putin to chill out and wait for Trump to win so that Trump would lift the sanctions. That's what he's referring to right now. This was totally avoidable. And the fact that we're about to give him even more money just tells you everything you need to know about how corrupt and criminal this entire enterprise is of what's happening in, happening in eastern Ukraine. There is nothing corrupt about any of this. This is the best use of our money, honestly. I'd throw more money at Ukraine. I would throw more supplies at them. Hell, replace literally every gun and paperclip and toothpick in the military, if that's what it takes. That's perfect. Economically stimulative for the United States gives us an opportunity to update and upgrade all of our equipment. And it embarrasses a longtime adversary and shows us what types of mistakes they make. 
win, win, win. Why does Michael Flynn want us not to do that? That makes no sense. The traitor should be in prison. This is like a tour the guy's been going on. He's been doing a tour on every podcast he can get on, talking about how much he hates Zelensky and how much he loves Russia and Putin and how great they are, seriously. This is a conspiracy theorist in the top right. Mel Kay is her name. I've covered her on my unfiltered channel if you want to take a look at it. It's pretty interesting, actually, in my opinion. This is Clay Clark. He's the founder and operator of the Reawaken America Tour, and he works with Michael Flynn on the Reawaken America Tour currently. It's just right-wing extremist propaganda, basically. Listen to what he had to say here on with Mel Kay uh, early October 2022. So when you see... Uh... Uh, Putin and, and a very interesting speech that was just uh, given, uh, I think, literally in the last couple of days by Medvedev. OK, the former. So Medvedev is, is another you know, guy in the hierarchy, was the president of Russia for a short period of time. Medvedev's speech was very stern. And so we have got to pay attention because these are not these are not uh, shy leaders. These are bold leaders who have every uh, everything at stake in terms of protecting their country. So these these fools and I and like I said about Zelensky and his statement about nuclear war, people can go to the various telegram and remind Dude, what is he even talking about? Has Zelensky said a single word about nuclear war? Leaders don't usually talk about nuclear war. The ones that do are idiots, generally speaking. Social media see it. That that is a foolish person. But what's more what's more uh what is his like seething hatred for Zelensky all about? Like at this point, is he being paid by Russia? I, I can't imagine he is, right? I mean, after being charged, sentenced, and pardoned for feeding information to Russia, basically, you would think that the State Department or whoever else would keep a close eye on Michael Flynn's finances, right? To make sure he wasn't receiving stuff from russia or whatever but what's more what's more uh dangerous than that is a is a dangerous fool right he's a dangerous fool Zelensky is a dangerous fool he says as vladimir putin invades another country for no reason really i mean i just i want to make a point about the far right and QAnon and the goals that we see laid forth right I feel I've established pretty clearly that Michael Flynn is a puppet for Russia, for Vladimir Putin. Is that a fair assessment, you guys think? Is it fair to say that Michael Flynn is simply parroting whatever Vladimir Putin wants him to parrot? Let's see what causes and campaigns and interests Michael Flynn promotes other than hating Zelensky and loving Russia. Let's see what other things he talks about now. Early March 2022, he went to a campaign event for Jackson LaMayer, who lost his campaign, but was running for state senate or something like that. He's a complete nutter butter. Listen to this. You read all these... Uh, that's Roger Stone in the background, by the by. And uh, on the right, Roger Stone. On the left, Jackson LaMayer. Michael Flynn in the front. And I'm not sure who this guy is in the back in the middle, but we may get there. Just listen to what he has to say. You read all these things. You study the history of this country. You study how it was founded. 
That's why, they, that's why the word creator is in the Constitution four times. It's not in the Constitution at all. It's in the Declaration of Independence once, I think, maybe twice. Okay, so I, I have the Declaration of Independence pulled up on my computer here. Creator, the word creator appears once. The word God appears once. Now, it wasn't saying that, you know, God created us and blah, blah, blah. Not that it would matter if it did. But really what the Declaration of Independence was saying was our rights came from somewhere outside of government. That's the point that they were trying to express. It did, they could have said anything. Could have said God. Could have said the universe. Could have said Earth. Could have whatever. The point is it's not government. And it was really just a, an FU letter to King George anyways. But Michael Flynn mixes the two up intentionally, accidentally, I don't know, and claims mistakenly that the word God appears four times in the Constitution. Just not true at all. Four times. Right? We, are, we are endowed by our creator. That's the Declaration of Independence, not the Constitution. The Bill of Rights. When you look at the Bill of Rights... I want you, next time you look at the Bill of Rights, in fact, tonight when you go home, look at the Bill of Rights and lay the Ten Commandments right down next to them, okay? They probably don't want to do that. The First Amendment of the Bill of Rights contradicts the First Commandment in the Bible. The First Commandment says, you shall not have any other gods before me. You must worship this God. The First Amendment, the Bill of Rights, says, Congress shall pass no laws regarding religion or establishment thereof or whatever else. You cannot have both simultaneously. They contradict. But the point is, Michael Flynn is promoting Christian nationalism here. I mean, you heard that in the beginning, too. Remember? So if we are going to have one nation under God, which we must, we have to have one religion, one, one, one nation under God and one religion under God, right? Interesting, huh? Things starting to get a little bit clearer. In my opinion, it's clear as day that the far right is being seeded with conspiracy theories being pushed by Russia. And Russia also appears to be pushing Christian nationalism. That's just what it seems like to me. Put them right next to each other. And you'll get a sense of how they developed the Bill of Rights. No, you won't. They were not based on each other at all. So anyway, I, I don't know, man. I just, it seems to me, it seems pretty obvious to me that Michael Flynn is simply a puppet for Russia. And basically anything out of his mouth should be taken as such. Dude doesn't seem to have any ideas of his own. None that he expresses from a public platform at the very least. Hell, maybe this guy doesn't believe any of this stuff. Maybe he goes at home, or maybe he goes home at the end of the night, lays in bed with his wife and talks about how he thinks Bernie Sanders is a pretty cool guy. I don't know. But from a public platform, he does nothing but repeat conspiracy theories straight from Russia. And funny enough, he's not very popular within certain Christian circles either. Certain Christian circles have kind of picked up on what he's doing here. Listen to this. This is true news. They're kind of like Infowars, like an Alex Jones knockoff, basically. This is from late October 2021. They called Michael Flynn out for something. Check it out. Why is... General Michael Flynn carrying around a prayer of a New Age prophetess in his wallet. Now, just in case you think 
somehow we're misconstruing this and everything. We, we took General Flynn's prayer, the video, and then we took Elizabeth Clare Prophet's video, and then our uh, editing team today split it up, and we're going to play them side by side, well, going back and forth here. You tell me, you be the judge of this, and you tell me what is going on here. Here's that video. Uh-oh, it sounds like Flynn was busted, right? Uh, they're about to expose him as the fraud that he is, okay? So he's obviously been trying to appeal to the evangelical extremist right for a while. Listen to what they threw together. This is actually pretty good. Again, this this news organization, it's not even news. It's insane. These people are nuts. It's worse than Alex Jones, in my opinion, and that's seriously saying something. And they're on DirecTV, so don't take a word that they say for, you know, for granted. It's all complete nonsense, but they did do a good job with this one specific thing. Listen to what they said about Flynn here. We are your instrument of those sevenfold rays and all your archangels, all of them. I am here, O oh God, and I am the instrument of those sevenfold rays and archangels. We will not retreat. We will not retreat. We will stand our ground. And I will not retreat. I will take my stand. We'll, we will not fear to speak. We will be the instrument of your will. Whatever it is. I will not fear to speak. And I will be the instrument of God's will, whatever it is. In your name, and the name of your legions. Here I am, so help me God, in the name of Archangel Michael and his legions. We are freeborn, and we shall remain freeborn. I am freeborn, and I shall remain freeborn. And we shall not be enslaved by any foe, within or without. And I shall not be enslaved by any foe within or without. Kind of makes you wonder if that's what's happening with Russia, right? Kind of makes you wonder if Putin is writing the cue cards for Michael Flynn. I don't trust this guy as far as I could throw him. And when I hear his conspiracy theories coming out of other people's mouths like Delora O'Brien, I feel I'm justified in instantly distrusting what everything else that person has to say. Let me know what you think about this in the comments. Is he a useful idiot? Is he doing this stuff knowingly? Or, or is he just completely unwitting in this whole thing? Does he have no idea? Tell me what you think about it. Next, we're going to talk about Mike Lindell's failed campaign to become an extremely influential figure in the Republican Party. He tried to become RNC chair and failed miserably. Now he thinks he holds some kind of bargaining chip. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. It's a class action lawsuit against all machines and that they're defective devices, okay? 
Okay, this is Mike Lindell, if you're unfamiliar. He is a Trump fanboy and is absolutely obsessed with the idea that the election was rigged and stolen and blah, 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 all that other garbage. Completely made up, of course. I've gone through his evidence before, and it's all fabricated garbage. Interestingly enough, though, he was actually a candidate for RNC chair recently. Now, if you're unfamiliar with that position, I was. I, I didn't really know what it was, so let me kind of give you a 15-second explanation. There's the Republican Party. There's the Democratic Party. At the head of the Republican and Democratic Party is, like, the RNC and the DNC chair. These are, like, the people that kind of control the money and what these organizations do for the Democratic Party and the Republican parties individually. They set policies that they advocate for. They decide who gets funding, things like that. Well, Mike Lindell ran for RNC chair recently. Listen to this, late November 2022. But yeah, I've been doing my due diligence the last few days. I, you know, Steve, the, the RNC is uh, it's such a big institution and it's so important and it's, it's failed us. And I've talked to big donors now in the last three days. I've talked to many of the um, state leads and every one of them says, we got to have a different leader, a different input to get a different output. I'm learning so much about it. And well, the RNC chair at this time was Ronna McDaniel. And she had been the RNC chair since I think 2018. For a while, I think she ran for like three terms or something. They're like two year terms. It isn't an official government posting. It is uh, it's a private party, basically, that, that does all of this stuff. But under Ronna McDaniel, the Republican Party had a lot of losses, be mostly because of Donald Trump. Like Trump came in and wrecked an awful lot of stuff for the Republican Party. But of course, it gets blamed on Ronna McDaniel, naturally. The leader of the party gets blamed for it. So Mike Lindell was kind of using that as leverage to try to take the nomination or try to take the party or whatever, the, the position of chair. Now, the way it works, there are only 168 votes total, and they're basically high-ranking members of the Republican Party, like people at the very, very, very top, politicians and others like that, from my understanding. You have to get at least one half of that, I believe. Unfortunately for Mike Lindell, he lost. I'll, I will wait to tell you by how much he lost until the end, but we'll get there. Just stick it out for a second. Keep listening to this. And uh, Like I do anything, I'm going to do my due diligence and then I'm going to say, hey, where are the holes here? And can I be that right person to, to fill that lead? That lead? And when you look at the RNC like a business and they have failed us and what? And you got to look. What it's not a business. You know, this is one of the mistakes that Trump made, too. This sounds good. Run the government like a business. Run the RNC like a business. It's dumb as dog shit. Honestly, you shouldn't be running these like a business. Like businesses operate with the sole intent to make money. That shouldn't be the sole intent of the government. It should be to maintain civil order and help the weakest among us and things like that, seems to me, to, to add regulation and stuff. Businesses should not be run like governments and vice versa. That's ridiculous. And the fact that he even said it is telling. He has no idea what he's doing. Why, and you got to look, why have they failed? you got 2018, 2020... 2022 FFF. 
Yeah, that's when Ron and McDaniel was in charge. Uh, a triple F, okay? Now, if you're CEO of any other business, you get replaced. They, the the RSC is a mess. You don't have the donors are upset. They want results. All the people I've talked to within the organization are upset because they're, some of them are quitting. Some of them are glad they're termed out. It needs to be fixed, and I believe that it can be fixed. Yeah, a lot of it was because of Donald Trump. In fact, it was almost exclusively because of Trump. Every time you hear about a war between the Republican Party and Donald Trump, that's who the war is with, the RNC and Trump. And the RNC has largely needed Trump and his backers to donate to them, to keep them alive, to keep the the wheels turning, basically. Trump controls about 40% of the Republican Party, 30 to 40%. But imagine a company trying to run and losing 30 to 40% of the donations it gets or the, the revenue, the income that it receives. It would have to scale back dramatically what it does. So they've had to stay in Trump's good graces. Only thing is, the Republican Party can't really win an election against a Democrat if Trump is on the ticket or if somebody is endorsed by Trump or whatever. That's been proven unequivocally over the past four years in the 2020 election and the 2022 election. Trump is a loser in electoral politics. So the RNC has like this civil war happening right now between the MAGA people and the old school traditional Republicans. And you can see this war playing out on a ton of different fronts, locally and nationally. I mean, this is just a microcosm of it right here, what we're watching. Mike Lindell represents the MAGA wing, and Ronna McDaniel represents the traditional wing of the Republican Party. It's a mess. They can't get it together. They can't figure out who's supposed to be leading them or whatever. So here's where it gets really interesting, in my opinion, okay? Mike Lindell is running, right? There's Harmeet Dillon, Ronna McDaniel, and Mike Lindell. Those are really the three people running for RNC chair to determine the course of the Republican Party in the near future. Now, Harmeet Dillon is Donald Trump's lawyer, or one of them, or was one of them at one point or something. We'll get to that in a second. Ronna McDaniel is the traditional candidate. Up to this point, Ronna McDaniel has actually been supporting Donald Trump, by and large, because she knows she needs him to win or to get donations. So she has not been pushing back very hard. I mean, every now and then she's offered some pushback, but she mostly is a suck up to Trump for the most part. Listen to Trump's thoughts on the election between Harmeet Dillon, Mike Lindell, and Ronna McDaniel. You would think he'd go for Lindell, right? Dude will do absolutely anything for Trump. Listen to what he says here. Uh, Mid-January 2023. Regarding the race for the RNC chair, that'll come later this month. What about your choice between Ronna McDaniel and Harmeet Dillon? What's your view? Notice they never mentioned Mike Lindell. That's weird, right? Why is Lindell an outsider like this? Why doesn't Trump endorse Lindell specifically? Lindell would do absolutely anything for Trump. Anything. This is McDaniel on the left, by the by. She was the winner. And this is Harmeet Dillon, one of Trump's lawyers she lost, but she got pretty close. Well, I can honestly say I like both of them. I mean, I get along with both of them. Uh, I haven't taken a stance, you know, let them 
fight it out. You're not going but to? You're not I, going to? I like, I like both of them. Uh, That's because they both sucked up to him and asked for an endorsement. Who knows what these people had to promise? Not just for an endorsement, he didn't endorse either. They had to promise something so he wouldn't endorse their opponent. Who knows what Ronna McDaniel promised Donald Trump so that she wouldn't, or so that he wouldn't endorse her opponent? Who knows what Harmeet Dillon promised? This is Donald Trump maintaining a stranglehold on the party or attempting to. Keep listening. Harmeet's a lawyer for me. She's did a, done a great job for me as a lawyer. She's my lawyer. Uh, you know, among is she a lawyer? <laughs> Could you say the word lawyer one more time for me, Trump? My lawyer. Uh, you know, among many other, I need so many lawyers because they're coming at me. <laughs> oh my God. So anyways, yeah. Why didn't Trump endorse Lindell is my question. So I'm sitting there thinking like, why is Trump like blackballing this guy? Why is he ignoring him? Not talking about him, not endorsing him. He's got to be Trump's like best friend, right? And then I stumble upon this little clip right here. This one is from mid-September 2022. It's right after Mike Lindell had his phone seized at a Hardee's, right? And it was over this case where a county clerk basically stole private voter data and gave it to Mike Lindell, turned this private voter data over to Lindell. So the FBI shows up at a Hardee's where Mike Lindell's ordering breakfast, and they seize his cell phone. And then they ask him some questions. Listen to how it went. Bring her something when they did all this, uh, when Tina uh, did her job and did the, the backup of the computer and stuff. Tina is the county clerk that stole voter data. She didn't back it up. She stole it and gave it to Mike Lindell. Okay. If you follow me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what they're trying. And I go, uh, you guys, I didn't know any of those people then. Then he goes, well, how about Dr. Doug Frank? And I go, Okay, uh, you mean that? You mean the physicist from Ohio? I said, yeah. The, I said I met him in uh, Brandon House's house, his studio, and uh, when we f went to film. <laughs> you're gonna bring my name up, right? Well, well, it's the truth. That's when I met him. I had never met him before. Oh boy, this guy is describing an interaction he had with the FBI, and what is the first thing he does when he's asked about a person? Do you know this person? Well, yeah, I know him through this guy or whatever. He squealed. Mike Lindell blabbed. He opened his humongous heckin' mouth and told the FBI what he knew. Now, this was completely inconsequential and was irrelevant. He didn't have to say anything to the FBI. He could have kept his mouth shut. But for some reason, he felt compelled to blab to the FBI that he knew this guy and he met him somewhere else. We f went to film. <laughs> you really got to bring my name up. Right. Well, well, it's the truth. That's when I met him. I had never met him before. Now, let me tie a knot around this and explain. This is the reason why, in my opinion, Donald Trump will not work with Lindell. He won't endorse him for RNC chair. He won't offer the vice president position to him. He won't bring him to Mar-a-Lago for anything more than a vanilla announcement that he's running for president. That is as close as the guy will get. Because in my opinion, Mike Lindell doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut. And those are the types of people that Trump wants around him. People that are proven to just shut up, just clam up at any cost, even if it means prison time. 
and don't say a word to anybody. Don't go out there and brag about all the people you know or the things that you're doing or any of that. Don't allow the FBI to even get their hands on your phone or you can't hang out with Trump. In my opinion, that's why Trump refuses to work with Lindell nowadays. That's why he refused to endorse him for uh, RNC chair. Because as much as Lindell loves Trump, as much as he's a true believer, he can't trust him to keep his mouth shut. I couldn't trust him to keep his mouth shut for me either. I can't blame Trump for that one. Of course, I'm not doing anything illegal or endorsing anything illegal. But So anyways, uh, Lindell is not getting Trump's endorsement. Was not going to happen, apparently. Listen to Lindell's justification for running for RNC chair, despite the fact that he was almost guaranteed to lose. Guys, if you if you support me running for against uh, Ronna McDaniel, please email me. Um, I'm not going to be able to email you back, but I want to hear. I want to read all this. I want the feedback. I want to know anything you see negative about it. Uh, one of the things I will tell you, um, you know, there was no, there will never ever stop to get rid of these machines and make this the best elections in world history in our country. We we need some. Getting rid of voting machines is an absolutely ridiculous proposition. There is no voter fraud happening through machines, completely fabricated. And it dramatically slows the process down for no reason. Like, after the midterm elections in 2022, Arizona was the last one to count their ballots. It took forever. It took weeks, practically. And Mike Lindell was out here parading around, complaining, crying, screaming, saying, why is it taking so long? There's fraud afoot and all that other garbage. When he was directly responsible for slowing the counting down. Do you have any idea how long it takes, how many man hours it takes to count ballots by hand when you can put the ballots in a counting machine? It is absurdly inaccurate, too, to count by hand way less accurate to count by hand. Anyway, keep listening to what he has to say here about the fans. We, we need something, everybody, and I, and, uh, I would, uh, I'll step into that if, uh, if God willing. And, uh, and, and look, uh, look, and since... Well, I guess God wasn't willing after all, right? We, since I showed you, look, load more comments, boom. And I'm telling you, it, it's just, it's just nonstop coming... Wow, comments on Mike, Lindell, on Mike Lindell's own website are approving of him running for rnc chair who would have thought wow that's impressive comments on your own website are positive about you how about that stop coming in i've never in two years i've never seen it like this these are like the biggest of the biggest lindell fans i, I can't believe that people like that even exist but all right okay so he lost and i'll tell you what the number was he there are 168 votes harmeet dylan got 54 Four, I think, or 55. Mike Lindell got four. Four votes out of 168. Harmeet got like 55. There was one other person who wasn't even running who got like one vote. And then there was Ronna McDaniel who got all the rest. Somewhere above 100. Well, in the range of winning the election, basically. Turns out it wasn't even really that close. So, yeah, he lost his election with four votes now listen to what he had to say about the election on Steve Bannon's show, late January 2023. If they don't bring you in to chair the Elections Crimes Commission, however you want to call it, 
Uh, how you would say that that would be a great indicator that they didn't actually hear the grassroots? You would agree with that, a hundred, sir? A hundred, a hundred percent. If Minrata said she would work, she would do a grassroots tour, and but she also said, "I'm I'm looking forward to working with Mike Lindell." Steve, what do you work? What do you think I've been working on for two years? So. You've been working on absolutely nothing for two years. Complete garbage, that's what. Is he trying to make it out like he's been running for RNC chair for two years? Give me a break. So this is a wake-up call to them. You better wake up. I better get that phone call. So he's really, really hoping that Ronna McDaniel, the winner of the RNC chair position, is going to work with him to create an election crimes unit. Does the Republican Party even do that? Do they create units like that? Like investigators or whatever? This is just bizarre, man. She said, if I win, I'm looking forward to working with Mike Lindell. Well, I'll tell you what, everybody. We've, we're going to hold her to that promise. It's in their court right now. I hope Ronna would reach out and say, okay, Mike, here's a platform for you. Here you go ahead and do this for the grassroots. Now, when are you... When are Dude, this is just sad, honestly. Like, this poor guy is being taken advantage of by everybody around him and very obviously has something wrong, right? Something not quite right knocking around up there. I, I just, I feel bad for him, honestly. I really do. He's got he's to gotta get help, man. Now, when are you, you going to be named the chairman of the Election Crimes Committee? Because that's what well, people want. The accountability, you know I think, I, starts with Mike Lindell having a major role. Yeah, right. Totally. Yeah, they, they, I really believe that we got to hold Ronna accountable to be to do that. This is what I want to do. I want to come in there and they get behind when you have. We... Dude, I wish he wouldn't breathe in the microphone. I try so hard not to do that. <sighs> come in there and they get behind when you have. We have to do this, everybody. We're going to lose our country. Jesus, God, <laughs> we're going to lose our country if we don't do this, people. We got to get an election crimes unit together. He actually went on Jimmy Kimmel. I, I thought about playing clips from that, but I didn't know if it was like copyrighted or whatever other thing. So I decided against it. But Lindell basically went to Kimmel in a claw machine. He showed up in a claw machine, like a physical like here. Let me. I'll just let me show you a clip from it. I'm not actually going to play it. I'll just show you a, bit, a picture. So, yeah, here, Lindell basically was in this claw machine on Kimmel and he was talking and, you know, all this other stuff. It was actually a pretty funny bit. Lindell just made a fool of himself, of course, and made it pretty clear that, you know, everybody believes that he's mentally ill and reinforced that they are correct to think that. Honestly, it was pretty sad. But uh, yeah, he got four votes and Kimmel asked him, do you think this election was rigged? And he said, no, because it was all hand counted and it was paper ballots because it's only 168 ballots. But, you know, when you're counting 100 million plus ballots, maybe 150 million ballots, you can't do that. That's not possible with 150 million ballots. But OK, now that he's lost. He thinks he has some leverage with this election crime unit or whatever. Listen to what else he has to say here. Late January 2023. We need to hold the RNC accountable. She, they did say, I will work with Mike Lindell. I can't wait to work with Mike Lindell. Well, when you work with me, you, it's election crime, not a weak word like election integrity. It's called the election crime. We're going to talk later in the week. We're setting up the election crime unit, Steve. So everybody stay tuned. It's going to be big. 
completely made up. Like, literally all of this. There is no election crime. There is no conspiracy to steal the election. Guy cannot give up on it, and it's honestly sad. I'm deeply entertained watching the chaos ensue on the Republican side, but I do kind of feel bad for Mike Lindell. Uh, Just for good measure, though, uh, check out what Ronna McDaniel here had to say about winning the election. Check this one out. Chair, Uh, is this your last term? This is my last term as chair. I'm saying it on Fox News. It's done. Uh, This is my last term. I know how hard it is to ramp up with a new chair. I wanted to keep that consistency. We've made a lot of changes in my tenure with voter registration, minority outreach. The things that we've done have been historic. We need to continue that into that ne- this next election, and then I'm happily going to pass the gavel to somebody else. So she's giving up. And, you know, I can't blame her. Uh, she's a terrible person in her own right. Propagandist, just like the best of them. But I can't blame her for wanting to get out. Like, this sounds like an absolutely miserable job to deal with Trump, to walk on a razor's edge with everybody around you. You take one misstep, it'll cut you in half. It's just terrible, man. I can't imagine it's fun. So anyway, yeah, let me know what you think about all this in the comments. Let me know what you think about Lindell and his ridiculous appearance on Kimmel, if you happen to see that. Tell me what you think in the comments. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, there's Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and coffee cups and stuff on there. You can also check out my other channels. I have a Telltale Unfiltered YouTube channel where I go through long-form videos like Kent Hovind's seminar series, Jehovah's Witnesses' TV show, and televangelists prophesying about politics. And finally, you can check out my social media. If you have a question for me, the best way to ask it is to tweet it at me. I'm on there all the time so check it out all links are in the description as always anyways that's all i've got for you thanks for listening